This is the On The Touchline Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Broadwater. Welcome to the show. In Season 2, Episode 22 of the On The Touchline Podcast, I talked to Chris Verhasselt. And Chris is a parent and coach in the state of Washington. From time to time on this podcast, we like to do a deep dive on a particular topic. And this is part two of a series of conversations that I've had related to tryouts. So if you've had a son or daughter uh, try out for a team, whether it be at a local community team, a travel team, a club team, um, some of the higher level teams that are out there, you know that it can be quite a stressful experience. And Chris talks about what that has been like for him as a coach, but also as a parent of uh, a few soccer players in his family. Before we get into it with Chris, this podcast is available on 12 different podcasting platforms. So all your favorite places like Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And if you listen to the show on Apple Podcast, uh, go there now and leave a five-star rating and a review for the show. It really helps more and more people find out about this podcast and for us to continue to grow um, as a show. I mentioned in the last episode that we've gone over 14,000 listens since launching in December of 2018. And I can't thank you enough for subscribing and listening to this show. So make sure you subscribe, and if you listen on Apple Podcast, go there now and leave a five-star rating and a review. The last bit of housekeeping, in the show notes, you will find a link to the On the Touchline um, website where I have all archived episodes of the podcast. And you can go back and listen to old episodes. So if you're new to the show, I actually recommend doing that just to see sort of the evolution and um, some of the, the high quality guests that have been part of this podcast. But on the homepage, plug in your email address. And a little bit later this month, we'll be starting a newsletter that will go out to listeners. So if you want to subscribe to that newsletter, all you have to do is plug in your email address and uh, you will be subscribed to that for a little bit later this month when it debuts. All right, guys, let's get into it. A little bit shorter episode uh, for today. Season two, episode 22 with Chris Verhasselt. So Chris, thank you for uh, for your time and thank you for coming on the On the Touchline podcast. Um, I'd asked the question on social media and you were, I think, one of the first to respond. So I'm, I'm grateful that uh, people are actually engaging with uh, some of the, the craziness that I put out there sometimes. But um, I, I guess I'm curious from you that I want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly when it comes to tryouts. And, um, you know, knowing that things might be a little different there uh, on the West Coast. So wherever you want to start and uh, take, take as long as you need. And I will jump in with probably, uh, you know, some follow-up questions and we'll go from there. Okay. Um, I can give you uh, actually two perspectives for this, the, the good, the bad, the ugly from tryouts. I can give you from a coaching perspective and I can give you from a parent's perspective because 
I have a daughter that plays in the club that went through the whole trial process as well. So, you know, it's kind of, I had an interesting insight. Um, I'm going to start with the coach's perspective. Um, the good parts about our tryouts is as, as we've learned in our club, we, uh, we, the registration process, making sure everyone's registered prior to showing up. Um, everybody's given a, a, a penny number, um, seeing new girls come out, seeing uh, returning girls come out. And then um, there's always that diamond in the rough that comes out of nowhere. Um, the other aspect of the things that, uh, that we like to do in our club is we actually have coaches that aren't associated with uh, – our, the age group that I coach in, which is um, O3 girls, um, they come in and they will actually run the tryouts. Um, and so that allows us to stand off to the side and just observe, take notes, and um, and talk amongst each other. It's a lot easier. Um, I am actually, they actually use me as, uh, as the voice because I have a very loud commanding voice after 20 years in the military. So I'm the one that yells, hey, stop, switch it up. So it's pretty funny. I can't whistle, so I yell. Um, the bad parts about uh, tryouts is, um, I don't know, uh, we do, our tryouts are over a course of two days. And sometimes there's girls that come day one that, you know, will will annotate, hey, that's someone we want to look at at day two. And then they don't show up on day two. So it kind of, uh, you know, there's that in my opinion, the lack of commitment. I don't know if it's from the player standpoint, the, the, the parents standpoint, but that can get kind of frustrating. Um, the other bad aspect of it is um, what I see is girls that have been playing uh, in like, let's say the A teams uh, for so long, um, they don't take tryouts seriously. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's frustrating that they're, they're being lackadaisical in their efforts and stuff, which, uh, in my opinion is good for other girls who can step up their game and actually compete for those, those 16, 17 roster slots on the 18. So, uh, so that is, um, that's one of the bad things. Um, ugly is, uh, coaches from older age groups, poaching players without talking. Um, we have that happen all the time. And, uh, I've seen it a couple of times. It hasn't happened to me specifically, but it, it's really frustrating when you have an eye on, uh, or you know a coach has an eye on a girl and you see one, uh, another coach come in, start talking to her, and then she just wanders off to that age group tryout because we kind of feel limitations. You have a bunch of different age groups at one time. So um, that to me is the real, is one of the ugly things about it. Um, other than that, um, those, those are my, from a coaching perspective, um, from a parent's perspective, uh, the, the good things are, is when it's organized, you show up, your child can check in and, uh, and, uh, get on the field. And, you know, they're seeing probably their friends for the first time in two weeks, or they may have just seen them uh, the past weekend for, uh, after a game. So it's really nice to see that. And, uh, the opportunity that they get to, to possibly uh, play for a new coach um, is is really uh, a fortunate. Um, bad thing about from the parents' perspective is um, sometimes the communication lacks from the coaching staff on the field. Like, well, hey, this is what we're planning to do. Um, this is what you're going to see over the course of the next two days. Uh, and um, 
you know, if you have any questions, you know, try to pull me aside. That's, uh, that's my opinion. The director of coaching should be making themselves available to circulate amongst the parents to talk about what's going on and to answer any questions. Uh, and then the, the ugly side of it is, is parents that uh, are, are uh, helicopter parents, the ones that are standing right up against the fence line. We're lucky enough to have a fenced-in field so only players can come in and the parents sit on the outside. But it's funny, as you move the girls around the field, you see the parents move with them. And so um, to be mindful as a, as a coach, uh, you have to, it's like, we'll have a discussion, we'll see where we're at, and it'll be like, hey, let's move over here so we're away from the parents so they can't hear us. So you have those kind of helicopter parents, um, and uh, you can't avoid it, but you, know, you do your best to mitigate your... Uh, uh, sorry about this. You mitigate you know, your surroundings and stuff. So um, there are a lot of parents that think every their player, their son or daughter is an 18 player. And uh, when it comes to promulgating the results, well, my child should be playing on an A team. I'm not committing. We're going to another another tryout. So guess what? Now I'm holding a roster space for a possible maybe when I know I have one or two uh you know, maybe it's myself that I can automatically slot in because I know for sure they're gonna they're gonna take a position. They're gonna take one of those roster slots. You had mentioned a word that uh, I know I've experienced it um, in my own coaching career about poaching, and uh, I'm curious: has it happened within, say, the you know a club that you've been a part of, or has it been another club? Uh, perhaps trying to poach players away from a team or a club that you've been a part of. I, I've seen it. I've seen it through both both aspects of of the uh, of of the the spectrum. I've seen um, a player get poached to another team um, mid season. Um, I've seen um, you know another team in another club. I've you know, and then at tryouts, you know, you're always looking around. There's always girls that want to play up in an age group or players that I, I refer to girls because that's who I coach. But there are the players that like to play up. Well, that's fine and dandy. But at the same time, we have to make sure we have the numbers for their actual age group. And if that means you need to play down, that's what you need to do. Um, this year, our club did a really good job of saying, if, you, if, you're, if you're an 03, that's who you will try out with. Um, cause I've known O threes play with O twos and O twos that played with O ones. So, um, it was really nice, but when you're at the O three tryouts and you, you see the O one coach just strolling around, you're kind of like, okay, what's going on here? Or you see the O two coach, um, um, strolling around, uh, you, you're kind of like worried, okay, what's going to happen because their tryouts might be later in the evening. So they may say, Hey, can you stay and, and, and participate in this? tryout as well so you know you're always on your toes looking around to see who's watching and you're all you know i always make a note to try to scan the parent crowd because you never know who you're going to see out there i've seen coaches from opposing clubs standing in the background so it's uh it's interesting uh you know in all honesty i've i've had uh coaches approach players after games to to talk about hey why don't you come uh, guest play for us one weekend and it's just like, wow, really? <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so, yeah, the uh, I would call it almost a lack of ethics when it comes to how to navigate that, and um, just the 
I mean, it, it's a, it, it, it's truly the black hole of, uh, of youth soccer, I think, in the fact that, um, you know, it's the Wild West and <clears throat> there isn't a, yeah, you know, it kind of makes me laugh that if people bring it up to a state association, state association really doesn't sometimes even know what to do with it. And they just sort of chuckle and I don't know, uh, in cases I've seen sort of dismiss it. Um, and I don't know, I, I just, I don't know. It, there, there's a lot there for me and having been, uh, you know, the, the proud recipient of had a, having a player poached, uh, for my roster and, you know, kind of laugh about it now. But, um, you know, I, I've also come to the realization that if a player wants to go, I'm not going to stop them. Um, you know, I'll tell them why I think they, uh, you know, uh, have a spot or why they'd be a good fit for what we're trying to do. But if their heart and their mind is somewhere else, then, then good luck. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doors always open, but, um, I've also come to realize that chasing after those that don't want to be chased is, a is an exercise in futility, I think. So, um, oh, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, go ahead. No, actually, you're absolutely correct there. Um, that actually is another, I would say, uh, ugly thing of, of tryouts as a coach's perspective. Um, you know, we've actually had players accept the roster slot, come to the first team meeting, and then come first practice. We're gone. They're gone. Where'd they go? Oh, they, they went back to their other club or they found another club to play with. And it's just like, you're, you know, now it's like, great. Um, I feel bad at that point because now it's like okay we've already set the roster now i'm reaching out to a player that i didn't originally pick and saying hey we've had an opportunity what it actually is going through that player's mind oh you're only picking me because you had an opening that but you really didn't want me the first round so it's 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 kind of hard to deal with that aspect as well so yeah i, I completely agree um, I'm curious. So I found in my own experience that um, there's quite a bit of educating that needs to be done. And you and I are in a unique situation that we're both parent and coach. And, um, you know, whether we're coaching our own kids or coaching uh, another group of players or whatever, that every parent group that I've worked with, there's definitely a, a learning curve in terms of getting them up to speed. I'm curious if... Um, you know, for, for any of the clubs you've been a part of or any of the situations you've been a part of, if a, a director of coaching or if coaches are, if they go as granular as talking about like club philosophy or, hey, this is the style of play we'd like to accomplish with our teams. This is what you'll see potentially on the field. Or is it more, you know, sort of macro in nature where they're sort of given big picture and saying, you know, sort of all the coach things that we say of, we really hope to have a good season and, you know, uh, we have a talented group here and, you know, we've all heard these things, I'm sure. So, um, I, I don't know, uh, if you, if you've seen that or not. Oh, no, actually, uh, I currently coach for of coaching, um, has to, to play this certain style because what he's looking for is he wants to be able to, you know, in almost every age group, we have an A, a, a an A and a B team. And what he wants is he wants B team players to be able to come play on an A team and it have be like seamless integration. Because I know you've probably seen it where if you have two coaches in the same club playing two different playing styles and they ask for a guest player, sometimes it's hard for that guest player to, to fit in and because the coaching philosophies are so different. Um, last season, I had actually a girl 
from my daughter's team come and play up for me one weekend. And I knew how my daughter's coach played and I knew how we played. And so when she showed up, I said, look, we play a completely different style, but this is what I need you to do today. And she, she said, I, I got it. And, and she adapted and she did really well. And some of the things she did, my players actually fed off it. So it was kind of, it was actually kind of, that was a, a, probably a good um, integration, but at other times you, you, uh, you hear the, the, you see the stories where the guest players are just like, I didn't understand how they were playing. They're playing boot ball. I don't play boot ball. So what do we do? And um, um, that brings back a story from these most recent tryouts is um, my daughter and her friends, because we carpool, they, I asked them in the car and I really do this, but I just wanted some feedback. Um, I said, so how did tryouts go? How did it feel playing with the girls from the A team, you know, in tryouts? Cause it was just one big pool of players. And they all said the same thing. They played so differently than us. And we tried to tell them, no, that's not how you should be playing. And they wouldn't listen. So, you know, but fortunately now the coach is like, all right, hey, this is both teams are going to play this style. Uh, everyone's going to play the same way. They're actually going to try to um, run the, the training sessions um, the same, even though the practices for the A and B teams might be on different days. They're going to run the same training so it's all that everyone has the same thought and is getting the same uh, instruction. So I think that's going to be really cool. Yeah. I think it's uh, fantastic that if you have players in a, you know, a B team that the challenge has been, um, you know, sort of laid out in front of them of, Hey, your job or one of your goals for the season is potentially to get to the first team and get to the A team and, um, you know, to, to up their game and to become better players. And for the, the players in the, the A side or initially identified as the A side that they can, uh, you know, that they have to continuously earn their spot. It's based on merit. It's not, um, you know, just because you're here, you're going to stay here sort of thing. And, uh, and two, and then having that philosophy where players can sort of move around and, you know, if, if a family has a, a commitment and they have to be away for something, but a player can pinch it and sort of fill in for them that, you know, that, uh, you know, it's sort of interchangeable in a lot of ways. And, um, I mean, I think, at least in my own opinion, that that's probably when it's working at its best, um, you know, I, I was actually very appreciative earlier this week was at a tryout with my son and the coaches were, were talking to all of us afterward. And, um, you know, he was very quick to say initially, he goes, Hey, look, you know, we're going to put together, we're looking for two teams in this age group. Um, he goes, before we put labels on who's going to be a, and who's going to be B and whatever, he goes, listen, it's going to be interchangeable at the end. And, you know, uh, we're all for the same club. We all wear the same badge and that we need to approach it with that mentality. And it's probably one of the few times I've seen, um, just as, and I was just being a, a dad that night, wasn't coaching, you know, wasn't, uh, working with my own team that it was actually kind of refreshing to hear that because, you know, uh, <laughs> I know the parents were probably curious of like, well, who's going to be the A team? Who's going to be the B team? And he was very quick to like, tamp that down, you know, from the beginning. So, um, I don't know. I, I think that's a, a good thought. Uh, what advice would you offer to parents and to players in, um, you know, just from what you've seen that they can get the most out of sort of this craziness that is tryouts? Um, 
for players, uh, come in with an open mind and be receptive to uh, trying new things and um, getting out of your comfort zone. I'm sure you've seen it too when you come to tryouts and you have an A and B team when they're all put when when they when they show up to start warming up, they automatically segregate into the A and B team, and it was uh, and you could just tell because there was no integration. So um, I've always encouraged my players. I'm like, step out of your comfort zone, go introduce yourself, go get involved in, in a rondo with some 18 players or older girls at tryouts, just, just for a different pace. Cause you kick the ball around with the same people. You're not going to take it seriously. So um, that's what I encouraged my girls to do. And then just keep a positive open mind during tryouts. You mess up. Yeah, that's one, but I guarantee you somebody else messed up too and i always tell them don't worry about um if we're watching you or not because when that happens you tend to make a lot of mistakes so just go out there play your game and do your best for parents um be encouraging uh i've learned this as 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 parent to a daughter to my youngest who's who's she's actually in her second year of club soccer, she took a break and suddenly one day said, I want to play club soccer again. I was like, okay. Um, but I'm always telling her, <coughs> I'm always telling her, I'm like, be, I'm like, don't get discouraged. Um, listen to everything your coach says um, and do your best. So, and uh, what I found in this last tryout cycle, it was very interesting. Um, one night we actually my age group that i coach or i should say i assistant coach with um they were doing their tryouts and my daughter was doing her tryouts on the field next to us and i stood facing away from her field the entire time because i didn't want to turn around and watch her because then i would be like critiquing it and stuff like that and uh after the tryouts were done you know she came to me and she's like did you watch me at all i said nope I didn't want to get involved. I said, I was doing my own thing. And I knew the moment I started watching you, I would probably start critiquing you. And I didn't want to do that. So um, let your kids be your, let kids be kids. Um, parents, let the coaches do their jobs. Uh, ask questions when you have them. Um, but at the same time, please respect the coach's time and, uh, and, and whatever their ultimate decision is. If it's, and let and sometimes what the coach's decision isn't what you think is best, but let them give them the chance to explain before you, you storm off or you say absolutely not, um, because there there may be a rhyme a rhyme and reason for every everything we do out there. So um, so yeah, um, one thing about being a, a parent coach that I am, um, it was kind of funny at my daughter's team meeting the other night that coach was like putting down his guideline for parents and he said i ask you please don't coach from the sideline and i kid you not every girl on that team turned around and looked at me and i'm like i don't do that anymore. <laughs> that's, that's funny like, <laughs> i know everyone looked at me and the parents were kind of laughing and <clears throat> i really yeah calmed calm down in my in my coaching from the sideline i kind of a notepad with me to get to my daughter's game so I can just write instead of talk. I find that a lot easier, but it's funny because I also referee. So anytime there's a call made, what was that call for Chris? What was that call for Chris? I, 
I, I don't know, you know. So it's 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 one of the 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 pros and cons of being a, a coach parent. So um, my wife has said it too. She's like really calmed down. So yeah, I I feel like we're uh, you know separated at birth here, Chris, because uh, it sounds like your wife and my wife have talked to each other, <laughs> and I say that because. Um, and I've told, you know, friends of mine this, I think one of the hardest things to do uh, is coach your own kid. And, um, you know, luckily my son and I have gotten to a place now where, you know, he's working with some other coaches and and I'm working with some other players, but there's definitely a, um, a, a pretty big learning curve in a, a lot of self-awareness on my part and on his part for that matter, that has had to happen for us to get to that place. And, um, you know, not easy. A lot of, a lot of speed bumps, a lot of two steps forward, one step back kind of thing. And I think that, uh, you know, I can completely relate to everything you said. And, you know, uh, as evidenced by earlier this week, he was at a tryout and they happened to have like a, a track uh, around a really nice soccer pitch or whatever. And I had talked to a few of the coaches that I knew and afterward I said, guys, I'm, I'm just, I'm, go I'm going for a walk. <laughs> you guys do your thing. I trust what you're doing. It's all good. I'll check in with him, you know, on occasion, um, you know, a water break or whatever, but I'm hands off. And even last night, um, I'd brought our, uh, our middle child with us and, uh, you know, luckily she was a good distraction. I mean, she was running around and doing her own thing. I paid very little attention. And when he was done, I asked him, I said, how to go, you know? And it was, I think a good moment for all of us because he didn't feel like I was hovering or kind of, you know, watching every move or critiquing or, or whatever. And he could just go and play. And, you know, from the, the little that I saw, he looked like he was really thriving last night, um, which was awesome to see as a parent. But, you know, for me to know, like, it's okay to take a step back and just be dad and, um, I love just showing up and being dad last night. It was kind of fun, actually. Nice change up, you know? I stopped coaching my kids when they got to be teenagers. Um, I felt that um, I, I, I just couldn't do it for them anymore. And in all honesty, um, the only reason I really started coaching them in the first place was uh, a little bit of background about myself. Uh, I was in the Navy for 20 years. Um, so we per participated in the military youth sports programs. And they always needed coaches. And their big thing was, if there's not a coach, we can't have a team that can't play. So I stepped up and, you know, I was like, okay, I'll coach them. It's not a problem. Um, so uh, by the time uh, we got back to the, uh, when I finally retired and we moved here to, to Washington State, um, I was just, I coached my oldest daughter for two seasons or assistant coach for two seasons and then kind of let her go to another coach because I was like, she's not listening to me anymore. So, and she improved greatly with that other coach. And, and with my younger daughter, I, I just, when she decided she wanted to come back into club soccer, um, we just said, Hey, sure thing. Um, and we got her on a team and everyone's surprised that I don't coach her. And I'm just like, it's, it's, it's better that I'm a parent on the sideline. So, um, that's been what, what I've done. So, um, I do get asked from time to time to help because you, as, as you know, sometimes coaches coach two teams, so it'll be a, a text message 
hey, Chris, can you please warm the girls up? I'll be there right before game time. Yeah, sure, no problem. But I don't stay on the sidelines. I come back over, and uh, I assume my parenting role next to my wife. Um, I probably have bruises on my ribs the number of times she's elbowed me to, to <laughs> fight it down. So, so yeah. <laughs> you, you and me both. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's fun. It's great. I love it that my daughter's both playing. Uh, actually, my oldest, she's, she decided to step away from club soccer because she found it started thinking it was too much of it was a chore so she's like hey i'm just going to be a student and i said that's fine you're going to be a, a senior in high school we got a full load of, of courses so you know you do what makes you happy but the moment you want to come back i know i can help you get on a team so so but you know it is what it is but my youngest yeah. deeply involved um loves it to death uh she sent me a text message actually 10 minutes before um before I got on this, she's like, hey, can you take me to high school tonight so I can just do some uh, ball skills uh, before tryouts or before practice starts money? And I was like, sure. And she's like, remember, it's just me. So it's I drop her off and I actually sit in the parking lot for 45 minutes while she I give her some, uh, the bag of balls and cones and she sets up and does her own thing. So, yeah, that, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, uh complete admiration, uh, from, uh, the other side of the country from me yeah. to you for, uh, for the place you've gotten to, uh, not only as a dad, but as a coach. And I think that's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I, actually, I, I would love to have you back on the show and to do, uh, you know, kind of a deep dive into your coaching journey and how it started. And you touched on that a little bit, but I would love to have you back sometime. And, um, I think we could probably find some time this summer if, uh, oh. you know, if you're up for it and uh, oh, yeah, definitely. I think that'd be awesome. Oh, but yeah, let's see. Uh, summer soccer tournaments. We actually looked at the calendar last night. My parent and my wife and I were just like, we have no weekends off. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, well, I was going to say there's a, a friend of mine in, uh, I want to say he's probably co closer to Tacoma, uh, Shannon Matthews in that, uh, I'm always like trying to figure out like different parts of the country have different schedules in terms of like what soccer schedule they're on. And, um, you know, that sort of thing. Whereas for us, like we're kind of winding down and, you know, going to take a little bit of a break here in the summer and, you know, there'll probably be some tournaments here and there, but it won't be like as, you know, in depth or, or whatever. And then things will get going kind of, you know, heavy in August again. And, um, it's actually kind of nice to ha have a little bit of a break. Uh, I won't lie, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, definitely would love to have you back. If, uh, if people want to connect with you, Chris, and, uh, kind of follow along with what you're doing, um, what's the best way or easiest way for, for them to do um, that? I am on Twitter. Um, I, I, my, my Twitter handle is at USNRETNW. So, um, I, I follow a lot of the, the, the soccer, uh, stuff. Um, and, uh, I, I, when I do post, it's more observation about life around me. Um, but I'm trying to be more coach specific these days. Um, and then, um, email is, uh, is, uh, USN, um, R E T N W at, uh, gmail.com. So, um, shoot me an email if you want to chat. Um, I'd love to come back on the show. I think actually doing a, a whole show on being a parent coach might be really interesting just because there's, I'm sure there's plenty of different perspectives out there 
that would uh, that would be fascinating to listen to. So, yeah, no, man, uh, definitely. I, I will. Uh, you have a spot, and uh, I think that would be awesome to have you back on. And um, and and let me say thank you for your service to our country. Um, I've had a few uh, different veterans on at different times, and um, you know, it just really means a lot um, to me. And uh, you know, I <laughs> you'll probably say, "Well, that was just a period of my life," but uh, still, uh, that's that's quite impressive. Thank you, thank you very much. Actually, uh, I only signed up for three. I don't know how I stuck around for twenty. So, you know, but <laughs> hey, I do a lot of things and uh, see a lot of places. So I'm I'm kind of. Uh, kind of happy of uh, how it worked out in the end. Want to save 10% on your next dupetigbrand.com order? Use the promo code BROADWATER19 at checkout. D-U-K-T-I-G brand.com. If you've listened to the show before, you know how much I love Duketig Brand. I use their Excel notebook, I use their waterproof notebook, and absolutely swear by their products. Go to duketigbrand.com right now, D-U-K-T-I-G brand.com, and save 10% at checkout on your next order. From apparel to logos to coaching notebooks, Duketig Brand has got you hooked up. duketigbrand.com, promo code BROADWATER19. At checkout. A big shout out to Christopher Hasselt for coming on the latest episode of the On the Touchline podcast. And Chris, uh, welcome back um, sometime this summer, and we'll do a deep dive into your coaching journey of uh, how you got to where you are uh, in the game of soccer. So look forward to that conversation here in the coming months. Um, should be good. You can connect with me on social media. Uh, very active on Twitter and Instagram, and would love to connect with you that way. So give me a follow uh, at SoccerCoachJB. And if you have suggestions for guests or ideas for the show, uh, DMs are always open. So would love to engage with you that way. And last but not least, uh, word of mouth about this show is really important. So if you're engaged with coaches or players or people in the soccer community, the whole goal of this podcast is to make the soccer world just a little bit smaller for you, the listener, and connect you to people that um, love what you love, and that being the best game in the world, the game of football and the game of soccer. So tell a friend, uh, and if they're not used to using podcast as a professional development tool, um, quite honestly, one of the best things out there, uh, in my opinion. So help grow the show that way. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'm back next week with two new episodes, uh, Wednesday and Saturday. And until then, I'll catch you guys real soon. This has been the latest episode of the On The Touchline podcast. I'm your host, Jason Broadwater. <laughs>